Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. Okay, this week we are talking about expectations, we're talking about patience, we're talking about intentions, and it's not that they're three separate topics, it's that these topics are really intertwined. Um, I got a question from one of my membership folks, and they needed help with patience for their baby dog, right? Um, They, you know, baby dogs are tough, right? There's moments of brilliance and you're like, you are the smartest dog I've ever known in the world. Yes, you are ready for, you know, world team master level, open level kind of stuff. And then they walk into the the ring and they're, they're just like scratching at the start line. And they're like, I'm sorry, what's my name? You know, and um, it's hard. And then we think everybody's watching and we think, you know, just all this other stuff. And really what it comes down to is expectations. And yes, there's some patience in there, but it's just really expectations. Because what expectations are, in my opinion, is um, sort of unspoken outcome goals. It's really what it is because we expect our dog will behave a certain way. We expect that our dog is ready to cue. We expect that this, that, and the other thing are going to happen. And expectations, you know, our expectations are getting kind of worse, I guess. Um, We can blame Amazon and their two-day delivery. You know, we used to, I used to leave the house when I needed um, something. And now I just, you know, click and am grumpy if it takes three days to show up instead of two, right? That's an expectation. And with that, we've started to get more impatient about how long our expectations start to get. And societal constructs aside, um, what I mean by the fact that they're kind of unspoken outcome goals is that we have a specific idea of how this all should go right? Could be a trial, whatever. Let's just say it's a trial. You know, you take your dog to a trial. You've done all the work. You've prepared. You've, um, you know, packed your lunch correctly. You've packed the dog's lunch. You've worked. You've proofed. You've gone to class. Everything's going great. You are prepared. You know, your, your dog knows all the skills. You know all the skills. You are running like fantastic. And maybe even at the last trial, you guys were amazing. It was just a thing of beauty. And you walk into this ring and on this day and you expect that that's what it's going to go like. And it doesn't. Something happens and somebody makes a mistake, you or your dog or the judge, you know, a mistake is made. Um, Then things start to go downhill. And then maybe you make a second mistake and you walk out of the ring and you're more upset or frustrated or mad than normal because you had an expectation that it was going to go a different way, right? Or it was really, it was going to go the way you wanted it to go, the way you imagined it going. 
And so we tend to react harder in a sense when our performances don't meet our expectations. And if I would ask you, oh, well, did you have an outcome goal or did you expect to cue or da 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 da? They'd be like, well, no, but. <laughs> it's usually how those sentences restart. But no, but. And that's why I call it kind of an unspoken outcome goal. Because if I asked you what your outcome goals were or what your process goals were, you're like, you know what, young dog, I just want them to get good experience. And you would say all the right things to me. Right? You would say all the things that we've talked about, all the things that you've learned on this podcast or from, you know, reading my planner or, you know, my goal setting or, you know, I mean, you would say all the right things. But then at the end, you would say, but <laughs> I was really expecting blah, blah, blah. And the blah, blah, blah is the unspoken outcome goal. And that was the thing that you were actually focused on. That was the thing that you really just were counting on happening. And the outcome could be, you know, them getting their figure eight right in obedience or them getting the dog walk right in agility or, you know, getting their recall correct in some other event. You know what I mean? There's a million other things. It looks like a process goal, kind of, sort of, but in your mind, that was your only measure of success. That was the expectation you had, and nothing else will spell success unless that thing happens. And those are all hallmark, hallmarks of an outcome goal, <laughs> okay? And we all know that when we focus on the outcome and we aren't as focused on the process or the things that we need to do in order to put ourselves in a position of getting that outcome goal or that desired result, um, we know that when we do that, things don't go as well, all right? Ideally, in the perfect world, we would all walk to the line thinking about our process goals, we would execute according to our process goals, and then we've put ourselves in a position to queue, and then hopefully we queue. But again, we don't fully control outcomes. The judge could make a bad call. Something weird could happen while we're in the ring. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that, that affect our ability to get the outcomes that we want or to meet the expectations that we set. And so what's frustrating about expectations then is because they're really unspoken outcome goals, we're not really admitting that we're not fully in control of our expectations, right? If, it, if I said it was a process goal, you'd be like, yes, I know I'm in control of my process goals. I'm not fully in control of my outcome goals. But my expectations, and I'd be like, ha ha, <laughs> because you're not fully in control of your expectations, which is a bizarre thing to say because they're your expectations, right? But the how they play out is not fully within our control. So I think what's frustrating in this moment is that we're not really, because we're calling them something different, you know, we're not calling them outcome goals. We're not, we are then surprised when things don't go the way we expect them to go. And then our expectations suddenly get in the way. Does that make sense? So another aspect of this um, is, does have to do with patience, of course, but I don't think it's as much about patience, right? I don't think it's much as much about having patience for your baby dog. I think it's more about having expectations, 
right? Expectations make us rush. They make us rush to the end. They make us rush to the end, which is the outcome, which is the result. So when we are really focused on the end, we're not thinking about enjoying being present for the in-between or the execution. And that's where the quote patience is. I don't think patience is as big of a deal as people make it. Of course, I would also say that I'm not a patient person. But the, the real truth is, is that we're rushing. We're not being present. That's what the absence, I mean, that, that's what's happening, right? When we don't have patience is we're not being present. When we have patience, it kind of means that like, no, I'm willing to be here now. Wherever here is, I'm here with my dog. I'm the handler that they need in this moment. I am here now. I am present. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Whereas when we don't have patience, we're basically saying, and I know this because I'm not a patient person, we're basically saying, I don't want to be here present. I want to be at the end. Get me to the end. Get me to the end already. And a baby dog, get me to that part where they're grown up. Or in my most recent case, get me to that part where they're perfectly potty trained at least, <laughs> right? Or she cries before she has to pee instead of after she's peed, <laughs> right? Um, so that's patience, right? That's what patience and lack of patience is, is, is our ability to be in the present moment fully and completely and just be here for whatever happens, right? Whatever antics our baby dogs show up with, um, but also be there very fully present for our older dog, you know, our, our lived in dogs, you know, those comfortable slippers, you know, those, all those adages that we say about our dogs that just feel so great to run and everything in between, right? We're going to learn a lot more and become much better handlers when we are willing to be in the moment with them and fully in the moment where they are and where we are. And we then can focus better on our process goals. And we can also be present for whatever unfolds. You know, when we, when we are impatient and we have these expectations that we're not really saying out loud, maybe necessarily, that's when we get all this disappointment, right? Because we're not living in the moment. In the moment, we could get new lessons. We could learn new things about our dogs. We could go with curiosity. We could be like, oh my God, because I was really paying attention to this run, I just learned something here. This was really important. This was a major aha moment. In Still didn't cue, but now you don't care because you learned this thing, right? So sometimes when we rush in these kind of different kind of ways, we're missing the learnings. We're not getting the full the full picture. We're not getting the full knowledge that that moment has to offer. All right. Does that make sense? All right. We're going to talk about one more thing and that's where how if we replace expectations with intention that we might be able to have this whole different deeper experience that will really help us and help our dogs. Okay. I have a quick question for you. Have you ever thought about coaching? Because one-on-one -on -one coaching lets us dive into your specific challenges and create tailored solutions. Because at the end of the day, no one has your exact challenges, and we all know that everyone has different goals. So through coaching, you'll get that breakthrough faster, basically. And I know it's true because I see it in my clients week after week. So if you're ready to take your mental game to the next level, let's chat. Okay, back to the show.
Okay, so we left off with me teasing you about um, how we can actually trade expectations for um, intentions, all right? I had this conversation with a coaching client um, the other week, and it was just this great way that she framed it. She was going on a, dare I say, non-dog-related trip, and um, she, I asked her, I, I don't know if I said, you know, what are your expectations or what are you hoping to get out of it? Or I don't know what I said. And she said, well, I don't really have any expectations. I just have intentions. And I was like, brilliant. And um, I don't know if she knew that I was going to, you know, expand on this idea as much as I have, because if you are on my newsletter list, you have read about this already. And also, you know that I've been kind of on an expectations kick um, for the last couple of weeks. So if you're not on my newsletter, get on my newsletter. I email you weekly. It's no spam. You get some deals sometimes, whatever. It's in the show notes. Go. Anywho, um, we were talking about expectations versus intentions. And I just thought that was such a beautiful difference, right? That to walk into a situation, in her case, this really great event, um, without expectations, but instead replacing it with intention. And the intention, I won't speak to the intention she had, but the intention that we can have when we walk into the ring, maybe with the baby dog, is I have the intention today that like, I'm going to be there for him and everything's going to be learning. And I'm going to start to learn so much about this dog. So by the time that I get to master's level or excellent level or whichever level in your chosen sport, that we'll have gone through all this stuff and our partnership will be really great, right? Now, I hope your intention isn't quite that wordy. (laughs) That was a little long. Um, But point being is that's very different than having an expectation of, We've trained, he's ready. I expect we're going to do great this weekend. Okay. A, that's a little vague. Like, what is great? Like, what does success look like? Um, but also, again, those sneaky expectations might could bite you in the rear end. Just a thought. Maybe they won't, but maybe they will. <laughs> okay. Whereas if we use intentions instead, it's almost like it could be setting an energy goal, right? It could be like, hey, I just want to be, you know, I want to be like calm or I want to slow time. I just want to be everything like slow and easy and really take this in. Your intention could be like, I'm approaching today with curiosity. Your intention could be, you know what, we're just here to knock the rust off because I haven't been entered in this venue in quite some time. You know, your intention could be, you know what, it's a baby dog. We're just going to have fun. I'm just going to see where they are. All of these different things, they're not really goals, but you are setting an intention of how you want to act, how you want to walk in the ring, how you want to behave, what you want to have happen. Now, you could still have process goals underneath that, right? Baby dog, you want them to work on very specific things. Maybe you're working on the, you know, there's that the start part of it, you know, maybe in obedience, you want them to have a really good setup when they walk in the ring. You're really focused on that, you know, that outside of ring to like walking into the ring, getting set up kind of moment, right? Which is a big deal in obedience and rally sometimes. Um, that could be your process goal. But your intention still may be, I just want my dog to have a bunch of good experiences. I'm just collecting good experiences. That's my intention today. We do that. It's a great day. Now, if I also get him, you know, to set up really well at the beginning of our run or, you know, an agility, have a really good start line and have a really good dog walk or something, those are our process goals. Those are the things I want to work on. But I just think that having an intention almost 
keeps us from having expectations, right? Or at least gets in the way of us having expectations, right? Because it turns our focus back to the present moment. It turns our focus on how we want this day or this run to go, like very broadly and generally, instead of like the only way, like here's the opposite. The only way this day is successful is if we queue, right? That allows no room for error. It allows also no room for learning because that means that you know, if there's an error or if something happens, you're not accepting the feedback that that provides. You're not leaning in with curiosity. You're like, nope, it's Q or nothing. It's Q or I'm in a bad mood. It's Q or I throw my leash in my car, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's a Q or we're never coming back to this trial. You know what I mean? Like can be very dramatic, obviously. Um, but our expectations can do that to us. Rather, when we set an intention for the day, it's a, it's a more open, it's a more um, interested in what's coming in instead of only pushing out. Does that make sense? So I think that's a really powerful way. And I think expectations are really interesting to unpack. And with my coaching clients, of course, I'm always pushing them to really understand like, where is this coming from? What is happening here? Were you expecting something to happen? Or are you just going with this open mind, open heart sort of situation? And in most cases, you know, the handlers who are competing, all of us, right? We're not just that open, right? We've got some things to do, right? We got some goals we're working on. We got some things that we want to accomplish. You know, we're preparing our dogs. We're working really hard. I mean, we're kind of intense, right? This is, you know, this is a, a small percentage of the dog owning population, right? Who is intensely working on goals and, you know, trying to get from here to there and so on. So I don't expect us to be a bunch of laid back, you know, like, hey, whatever happens is fine. No, we've spent money to do this. We've got goals. We're on a mission. All right. But that said, how we go about that mission and how we respond and the energy that we bring, the intentions that we bring will make all the difference. And those, that line of thinking, that mindset will accelerate our progress and will accelerate our growth in our mindset if we can be more open and more leaning into a growth mindset versus that fixed mindset where it's, you know, my way or the highway, or it's, you know, this dog should be ready. This dog should, should, should be able to do this. Um, you know, and you're shooting, you know, yourself to death with that. Right. So expectations again, are hidden outcome goals. And when we're focused on outcome goals, we're already focused on, like I like to say, like we're already focused on, you know, Sunday driving home and looking at the dashboard and wondering, is it full of ribbons? Are there ribbons on my dashboard or is it empty? You know, and that's what expectations truly are because you're expecting certain results. And if you're expecting certain results, then you're in outcome land, okay? Versus pulling yourself back, getting refocused on your process goals, getting fully present so that you can be patient and you can enjoy the ride a little more, enjoy the journey, right? As they say, and be fully in the moment and be who your dog needs them needs you to be and learn and gather information and be curious and be on that fact-finding mission and be invested in your future relationship or, you know, be practicing now so that, you know, a year from now or three months from now or whatever, you are 
better for it, right? And bonus points, if we can, you know, figure out what our intentions are for the day or for a run so that we're getting even more out of it. The idea is, is if we keep getting better and better feedback, we will accelerate our progress faster and faster because we're listening to the feedback. When we are busy in our own little, you know, in our own little brains or, you know, at the bottom of the Ben and Jerry's just being frustrated and angry, that doesn't help us move forward. I'm all for spending five minutes in the bitch barn for sure. But, you know, once you pull yourself out of that, then we need to be focused on the learnings and what we can take from those, right, from those moments. So I just want to reframe the thinking here, right? So reframe this original question, which kind of jump-started this whole conversation of expectations. But, you know, especially when we have younger dogs or we have dogs that for whatever reason, quote, should be doing something or another, like my own puppy that should be housebroken by now, (laughs) um, we stop and think, wait, what am I learning from this? What am I missing? What am I not paying attention to? How can I be patient in the moment, fully present and gather information instead of just pushing out the things that I expect to happen. All right. Does that make sense? All right. I hope this helps. I hope this helps a lot. I hope this shifts your mindset. And in this weekend, really try to take this and really try to use it this weekend. Think about what your expectations are, how you can recognize that your expectations are really outcome goals, how you can shift back to process goals, and think about setting an intention and understanding that the only way to be patient or the only way really to run successfully thinking about process goals is to be fully in the present moment and be the handler your dog needs on that given day. And that is super, super important. So practice that this weekend. Try to pull those pieces together and um, let me know how it goes. All right. And no matter what you're up to this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.